This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My hope is that this will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Pray that you enjoy this message. For a couple moments, and I will not be long at all, but if you want to turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter number one, because I want to talk to you about how you were designed and why we were designed for ministry. Everybody say Amen. Amen. I am mindful of the time, and but uh, we're going to get right into it. Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 24. If you've been around here long enough, I, uh, uh, I, I refer to the book of Genesis because, man, it's so rich. Um, and we'll go to the book of Matthew. Well, Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 24. And God said, everybody say, and God said. I have highlighted in my Bible every time in Genesis chapter number 1 where it says, and God said, I have that highlighted because I want to remember what God said. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. I like how God says something, and it is so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. I like that because another scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Verse number 26, and God said, let us make man in our image. And three words that I like in this scripture, after our, somebody say likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse number 28, and God, I'm thankful that he blessed me. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed unto you, it shall be meat. The first blessing to man we find in verse number 28, that blessing was for you to be fruitful and to multiply. It is up to us. We are made in the likeness. Everybody say likeness. Likeness means I have his attributes. I have the feelings because the Lord in scripture, he had emotions, right? He was angered when he walked into the temple and they were buying and selling and trading the sacrifices. He, was, he had uh, a wide range of emotions throughout Scripture, and I don't have time to get into all that, but he was, he was one that has it. We are built and are in the likeness of God in that we have emotions and that we have this thing called thought, and we have the ability to be fruitful and to multiply. Everybody say Multiply. You say, well, Pastor, what does it mean to multiply? Well, to multiply can mean a lot of different things in Scripture. The Bible teaches us that there is to be one man and one woman, and they come together, and you can multiply. Somebody say amen. Be fruitful in your life. Your life should be fruitful. Every day in your life, there should be something of fruit that comes out of it, whether you mow the yard, be fruitful. Whether you clean the kitchen, be fruitful. Get your kids doing something around the house. Let them be fruitful in their life. 
Amen. We teach our children to be responsible for the things that they have. They are responsible for th- their room. They're responsible for their restroom. They, we want them to be fruitful in their lives. So as our children, so as we as adults, we need to be fruitful and multiply our life and to replenish the earth. I'm going to skip over some things for the due to time, but let's go to Matthew chapter number 25. Matthew chapter number 25. Matthew chapter number 25, there is, a, there is a, a, a couple of parables here. The parable of the ten virgins. We'll read verse number one and then we'll skip through real quickly here. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And the five of them were wise and five were foolish. That they were foolish took their, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, and while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go you out, go ye out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and that they were ready, went in with him in the marriage, and the door was shut. Sounds like the story of Noah. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So the first part of this chapter, you need to check your oil. Come on, somebody needs to check your oil. And I'm not talking about 5W20 in your car. I'm talking about your oil of the Holy Ghost. Because the first parable in this chapter makes sense before we get to the second parable in this chapter. You have got to check the oil that is in your life. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the oil of the presence of God in your life. You can't move freely in the presence of God in this world without the oil of the Holy Ghost. You cannot make it to heaven. In this parable, the Bible teaches us that oil represents the power of the Holy Ghost. The, the oil is, is the thing, is the light. It is the lamp unto their feet, the light unto their path. It is the oil of the presence of God. So it lays a foundation for the parable number two in this same chapter. We find in verse number 14, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling in a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents. Somebody say five. And to another two. Somebody say two. And to another one. Everybody say one. To every man according to his several ability, not all of us, we all do not have the same talent. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful that God made us all unique and that we're all wonderfully made, but we are all designed by the hand of God. So ministry is designed by God and and God gives each one of us talents. It's what we do with those talents that makes all the difference in the world. And I'm here to tell you today, if you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, you want to surrender those talents to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. There's something to be said when a Holy Ghost-filled believer takes the talents God's given them, and you may not know how things are going to work out, but if you just simply go and do the will of God with the talents that you have, God will multiply your talents. When we started this church, as my wife said, I don't have much talent. I don't I can't play an instrument, I can't sing, I can't sometimes preach out of my preach out of a, a, a preach myself out of a wet paper bag. And I have a stuttering problem, and sometimes I have low confidence about certain things that I that I can't do, but I know one thing that I know, and that's what I'm gonna desire after this. If I walk in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and I say, God, I'm gonna give you my life, God will multiply Himself. I was, we went to the Ark Museum on Friday, and there was a big storm coming through, and we were about to walk out of the little buffet they had there, and it was about 8.30 at night, and we still had to ride home, and, and, and there was a, a, two elderly men that were standing at the door, and we stood there and talked, and he said, um, he said we started talking about the museum, and I said, where are you all from? And they told me, we just kind of him hauled around and just talked about different things. He said, so what kind of music do you all play? And we began to talk about our talents and our gifts, and they both play in a band, and they play a good, good old southern gospel. One plays the banjo, one plays the guitar, and they've been, been a part of ministry for 50 years. He said, we've been, he said, we love to return our talents to the Lord. He said, it, 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 he said, we love being a part of ministry. We love being a part of the things of God. And he looked at me, and, and uh, I, forgive me, I forgot the gentleman's name. And he, he looked at me, and he says, do you love to have the Spirit of God move in your church? I said, brother, there is no other way to have church than allowing the presence of God move. And he said, that's what I love about coming and worshiping the Lord together. And we met their wives. We began to talk about the goodness of the Lord and all these different things. I'm here to tell you today, who are we to hoard our talents when God has given us? in a designed fashion. God has created me in his likeness and he has poured out on me a talents and abilities and blessings. Who am I to not return those things back to the Lord Jesus Christ? Say, Pastor, I don't know what it is. Well, we're going to help you discover what your gifts are so you can't hide from us. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had two talents, everybody say two. He also gained another two. He multiplied his talents. But he that had received one talent, you say, Pastor, you don't understand. I can only do one thing well. I, and I, that thing is not, is not even, it's so insignificant. It, it's not much. I can't give much to the kingdom of God. But he that hath received one digged in the earth and hid this Lord's money. He hid that talent. He hid that, that financial blessing or that blessing that the Lord had given unto him. And he dug a hole and he buried it. And he says, I'm going to hold on to this until the Lord comes back. I'm here to tell you today that is not what the Lord told us to do in Genesis chapter number 1. The Lord made us by his design. He made us in his likeness, and in that likeness, he blessed us to be a multiplier. In Matthew chapter number 25, at the beginning, at the top of this page, I have an exclamation point as I wrote across the top of my Bible, he wants us to be multipliers. 
I said he wants us to be multipliers. And in fact, I wouldn't even say that he wants us to be. He has designed us to be multipliers. He has designed you and I to fulfill the great commission and multiply ourselves in this time that we live. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just have a church and then bury this church and say, we got enough, we got it all taken care of, we're going to bury this church and, 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 and we don't really want anybody else to, I'm afraid if we grow, then we're going to have more problems. I'm saying bring those problems down this road because I know a God who can solve all the problems in this world. I used to be afraid of going into places like sheltering wings. There used to be, I used to be afraid to go into places like traditions. I used to be afraid to go into places that made me uncomfortable. But what I have learned is that if I am walking and I'm using my talents for the kingdom of God, there is nothing that I need to be afraid of. There is nothing that I should be ashamed of. That's the kind of attitude we got to have and say, Lord, you've given me a gift. You've given me this ability. You've allowed your blessings to fall on my life. Who am I to hide your very blessings that you have given unto me? And then we're going to find out what happens to the folks that hide their talent. You cannot read this scripture and with just the fact that the people and celebrate with the folks that multiplied. But let's look at the scripture and see what happens to those that had happened or that hid their talent. And so that he had received, verse number 20, and so that he had received five talents, came and brought the other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of of the Lord. He also that had t- received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have g- gained two other talents beside them. And his Lord said, and Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee a ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of of the Lord. Therefore, if I become a multiplier of the blessings of God into my life, I shall make heaven my home. This is a heaven or hell issue. Let me just say this before I read what happened to the man that did not give his talents to the kingdom of God. Let me just say this for a second here. I am of the mindset the more I've studied, the more I've thought about returning my talents to the Lord. It is not a sacrifice to return your talents to God. I said it is not a sacrifice to return your talents to the Lord. You are designed to return your talents to the Lord. You say, Pastor, I don't have the time. Pastor, I don't have this. Pastor, I don't. Then you are too busy if you can't return your talents to the Lord Jesus Christ. I got one amen and a hmm, and somebody else said okay. I'm going to preach it anyway. Thank you, Latoran. Happy birthday, Latoran, by the way. His Lord said, well done, that good and faithful servant, to the one who had the two talents. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. It's amazing to me that some of us have the wrong perspective of who God is. 
I said we have the wrong perspective of who God is. I serve a God who is merciful, who is kind, who is just, who is loving, who wants to multiply his spirit into my spirit. He said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strong. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. That sounds like a lot of people and the sound of my voice today. You are afraid. I'm going to preach it. You are afraid and you want to hide your talent in the church. Let me tell you, we're going to unearth that talent and we want you to multiply that for the good and the benefit of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what happened to the man who was afraid? What happened to the person that hid their talent in the earth? What happened to the person that was ashamed? What happened to the person that, 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 that couldn't get themselves out of their own way? His Lord answered and said unto them, Thou wicked, you think I'm strong, thou wicked and slothful servant. See, we don't, Lord, help us, Jesus. I'm going to preach it anyway. Thou wicked and slothful servant. I'm not calling you wicked, and I'm not calling you slothful. The Word of God says, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strong. Thou oughtest therefore to put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him. Think about this for a moment. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten talents. You ever heard the saying at work, give something to somebody who's always busy because they'll always get it done? But to give it, giving a job to somebody who doesn't have anything going on, it's, it's hard to get them to do anything because they're used to doing nothing. But if you give it a job to somebody who's always busy, they're going to get it done. This is what the Lord's saying. If you're not going to use that talent and you're not going to use my blessing for returning my kingdom, I'm going to take that talent from you and I'm going to give it to somebody that can be fruitful and multiply. God forbid that we become a church that becomes slothful and wicked in our mentality when it comes to our talents. Say, Pastor, this is strong preaching. No, it's just the word of God. Take, therefore, the talent from him and give it unto him that which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have an abundance. From, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable. Lord, have mercy upon this scripture here today. The unprofitable servant. Lord, Pastor, this was okay when people were just talking about being involved in stuff. Now you're really preaching here. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Pastor, you preach on repentance. You've been talking about giving. You've been talking about filled with the Holy Ghost, you're talking about baptism, now you're adding on talents, and if I don't give to something in the body of Christ, then I'm going to go to hell. What's wrong with you, Pastor? Come on. Brother and Sister Hayward, what would you say? One of you said it's the truth, and the other one said it's the word. It's, it's what it is. If you want to go to church where he just waters down everything, you can find another church, but I want to be a part of a church that is full of multipliers for the kingdom. You want to see this church grow? Let's be multipliers. Let's use our talent for the kingdom of God. I don't have much, 
but such as I have, I'm going to give it to thee. I may not have much ability. I may be scared half to death, but I will not bury my talent in the sand, nor will I bury my head in the sand and say, well, somebody else will do it. Somebody else will take care. I see some people will go through the house of God, and I know they have talents to do certain things, but they walk right by it because they don't want to have to surrender their talents to the kingdom of God to help the kingdom or the house of God. Let me tell you, we need to be a church that's full of multipliers. How can I use my God-given gifts for the kingdom of God? I liken unto anything that you have talent for. And I use this on occasion, but I, and, I, and Brother Godby's not here, but I, I, you can use fishing as a talent for the kingdom of God. You say, how in the world can you do that? Take somebody with you fishing and talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Use your talent for the kingdom of God. And you might catch some food. Who knows? You better check that fish's mouth. There may be a coin in there. For the kingdom of God. I tell people when I come to the house of God, I check the mail every time I come here because I know God's going to bless this church. I've walked to the mailbox and there's been a $2,000 check before. I've walked to the mailbox and there's a $2,400 check before. I'm here to tell you today, if we're doing what God has designed us to do and giving back our talents to him, God will multiply what he gets from us. Scripture that says, pressed down and shaken together and running over. It's amazing that, yes, we can do something for the kingdom, but when God gets a hold of your gifts and when God gets a hold of your talents, you're going to see a growth in your life that you have never seen before. It's amazing. Matthew chapter number 25, and we won't read the rest of this chapter, but the chapter talks about making sure your oil is full. Then it talks about your talents. And then it basically says, if you don't return your talents, you're going to hell. That's still proper teaching in the house of God. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm dealing with the spirit of fear right now. And I'm going to deal with the spirit of wickedness and the spirit of laziness. I think... When it comes to the kingdom of God, we give so much of ourselves to this world in our jobs, and sometimes we become slothful in the kingdom of God. We need to give our best effort to the kingdom of God. I'm not saying you got to work 40 hours a week for the church. I'm telling you, use the talent God. In fact, some of his talents, it's not even has anything to do with the building or the structure. Maybe it's just multiplying the word of God that's in your life already. Maybe it's beginning to pray for somebody that is sick. Maybe it's somebody that just needs an encouragement on the phone. Maybe it's a, a card that you could write to somebody to encourage them in the presence of God. But use your talents for the kingdom of God. Verse number 26, Matthew 25. I'm coming to a close. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not. And gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to be put, uh, that have to put my money into the exchangers. And then at my coming I should have received my own usury. In other words, he said, put it to work. Put it to work. 
God forbid. There's another scripture that comes to mind when I read verse number 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. Another scripture says the rocks are going to cry out in your place if you don't worship the Lord. Well, this was kind of hard preaching. But I want you to understand the importance of how I feel about returning your talents to the Lord. We do not want to be a church. Can I just put it out there? We don't want to be a church that 10% do 90% of the work or 80% or to 20% do the 80% of the work. We all need to do our part for the kingdom of God. And if God has blessed you with a talent or God has blessed you with the ability or a vision for something that we have not even, not even doing yet in this church, but God has given you a vision of something that you want to start, come to me because I will just begin to unwrap that. There's some ministries that some of you have come to me, and I'm uncomfortable, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, I would have never done that before. I, I, I don't understand all this is, but God is dealing with me, and we're going to open those, open those ministries up because if God laid it on your heart and it's in the Word of God, then we want to use that for God's glory and for the kingdom of God. I do not have all the answers, and I don't pretend to have all the answers because I know I don't have all the talents. And God puts a church together, and we need to be fitly framed together for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. So well, I know I preached pretty straight here, but I'm going to end it on a light note so you all don't hate me. You can hate the Word of God today. Whatever it is, let God minister to you because you are designed by the creator to be a multiplier and he has blessed us and I'm asking God to touch your mind and touch your heart that you too can be a multiplier for the kingdom of God this is a heaven or hell issue I said this is a heaven or hell issue I find that when people are filled with the Holy Ghost and they're walking with God, they are desire what God just pulls it out of them. I got to do something for the kingdom of God. I got to share the good news of the Lord. I got to do something. I got to if 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 I don't do something for the Lord, I'm going to find myself uh, in you know on a back seat and I'll feel dis, disenchanted or I'll find myself separated from 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 the church because I I got to be a part. I got to do. And yes, what that's what God calls us to do. He fills us and then asks us to multiply ourselves for the kingdom and if we hold the blessings of God then we are robbing ourselves, robbing ourselves of God's creative work in our life God designed us he designed us for ministry in whatever capacity those the talents that he has given us everything that we are needs to be returned to the Lord and I say this is when it comes to tithes and offerings. God has blessed me with the finances that I have. He allows me to keep 90%. God allows me to keep 90%. He just asked me to return 10% of tithing back to him. I want you to get that. He allows me to keep 90. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the scripture in Malachi, should a man rob God? How do we rob God? The Bible says with our tithes and our offerings, but it's more than that. 
We rob God because we rob God of blessing us. We take the blessings that God wants to give us and we rip them right out of his hands. When we don't give of our tithe, we rob God of blessing us. So we give our talents to the Lord Jesus Christ, our finances, our time, our energy, no matter how, much, how small it is, maybe it's just one talent. Maybe it's two talents. Maybe, maybe you've got a stock full of things you can do. Give those things back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand together right now. I want you to know that we, have got, we need to be a church of multipliers. We have multiplied. We started this church with seven. And in May, we averaged over 89 in our church services. We are becoming multipliers. But here's the thing. This is the reason why we dedicated this service to this. And we're going to do this periodically. We're going to talk about other ministries in, in, in the times that come. But you have got to find a place in the kingdom of God that you can be used for the glory of God. No matter where you are in your relationship with God, there is a place for you in the kingdom. Somebody say amen. Before we close in prayer here today, I want to ask you to pray this, pray this type of prayer that God would forgive you if you have not returned your talents to the Lord. Or if it's been a long time since you've given yourself in a way of ministry in any capacity to the Lord. I want you to, to take inventory of your life. Ask the Lord what you can do for his kingdom. And I believe with a true heart, God will show you what you need to do for the kingdom of God. And he will show you a path on how to multiply that. He will. Because if it's a heaven or hell issue like it is in the word of God, then God will certainly give you the, the way and give you the knowledge and the know-how with the help of the ministry team as is a help with me. I can help you direct that gift and that talent for the Lord. So I ask you to humbly bring yourself before the throne today and pray and ask the Lord, what can I do for your kingdom? How can I, what can I do in your kingdom? What can I do for the body of Christ here today. And then when we leave, there's a room across the way. I want you to walk through there and prayerfully consider how you can get involved in one of these ministries or in another ministry we have not mentioned here yet today. Let's pray right now. Jesus, Lord, there are hungry and thirsty souls in this place here today. Lord, I know one thing, that I am the most fulfilled in my life living for you when I've given myself to your kingdom. Lord, we give of ourselves so many times in this world. So many people work 40-plus hours a week in this room, and they give themselves, and all they get in return is a pat on the back and a paycheck, and we're thankful for those things. But, God, there's an eternal reward when I begin to give my talents unto you. Lord, I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about our time, our prayer, our dedication, our reaching out to someone. Lord, let us get to change the mindset that it's just inconvenient. No, this is the convenient time. This is the day that you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad. And the only way I can be rejoice and be glad is when I return my talents and who I am into the throne. So, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that you would minister to every heart, minister to every mind here today. Minister to the soul of, uh, of the folks that are in this room. God, I pray, God, the uniqueness of this service will, be, will somehow charge somebody to say, Pastor, 
I've been hiding my talents for way too long, and I'm here to return them unto you. Is Lord, I've, I've been taking a back seat in this place way too long. Pastor, I, I, I've, 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 I've not shared some things that, that I know that I could do than the Lord trying to, trying to show me. Lord, I, I've come to, and Pastor, I've come to, to, to commit to you that this is a place and this is an area that I can, I can duplicate myself in. This is a way that I can be a part of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, chasten our hearts, chasten our spirits here today, and we'll love you, and we're so grateful. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you are to us, as you are a multiplier of your spirit into us. You have blessed us, and we worship you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray, and everybody say amen. When we get to heaven, the Lord will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want the Lord to look at me today and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Everybody say amen.